going on, everybody? Thank you for joining us for another one of our convos. Joining us today is Mr. Ed Jurdy from Band of Heathens. So what's up to everybody? How you doing today? Hey, man. How y'all doing? Good to be with you. Thanks for joining us. Um, I hope I said your name right. I wasn't sure about the last name, but, you know. You, you did. You got it, Jurdy. It's like, uh, it seems harder, but it is actually just like it is spelled phonetically. So well done. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> So you are the co-founder, one of the co-founders of Band of Heathens, and you are one of the you're the vocalist and guitarist. Yeah, you got it. Awesome. Um, so you guys kind of go into your history a little bit for people that don't know. You guys started in Austin, Texas back in what, 2000, 2005? Yeah, end of 2005 or not Thanksgiving time. Um, we, the, the, the band kind of started as almost a, a songwriter in the round with a backing band. So, um, there was like four singer songwriters when it started and we each had our own um, kind of had our each re- had our own residency. And at some point we decided, I think in a cost saving measure to kind of all, we were kind of all jamming with each other. So we said, Hey, what, what if we just combine, we share one band yeah. and we all kind of just jam on each other's set. Um, and that was really it. It wasn't like there was no design of this becoming like a long-term project or anything like that. It was just something fun, you know, kind of like a Wednesday night hang. And um I don't know. Just one of those things, you know, like no intention, no plans. And it just kind of came together. People started coming out to see the show and here we are like 16 years later. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah for some of that kind of just started out as, you know, just kind of some hangs and looking back 17 years mm-hmm. later, it's got to be kind of crazy to think about like, man, we're still here doing it. Yeah. Would, I totally would have never thought it. I mean, I think the idea was that this was a fun thing to do on Wednesday nights, you know, like, in Austin, it was a coveted thing to have a residency. And I think we were all uh, pretty excited about that. And it was, you know, we kind of had all planned on going on and doing our own solo projects from there. But, uh, you know, uh, fate stepped in and other <laughs> or other intent, other uh, other plans for us, you know? I mean, that's awesome. I mean, uh, I guess some of my questions for, for especially since you guys have been there like 17 years, it's a long time for a band. And I guess how, how do you guys keep that kind of, strong chemistry and keep those band dynamics like going after all these years? It's a great question, man. And if if I had the, if I had like a formula of an answer, I would give it to you, but I think we've just been really lucky in that, um, you know, the people that have been in it, um, have been all real true blue people, you know, from myself and Gordy, uh, the two founding members that are still in the band. Um, we've always just had a good working relationship and a a good healthy respect for each other. Um, that certainly doesn't mean that we agree all the time or things are always smooth, but I think we've always had, um, kind of a common, common idea, uh, common vision for the band in terms of how to present the music and get it across. And, um, we've been fortunate enough to have other people that want to be in the band. You know, I think that's a big part of it. I think like, I think wanting to be in a band and be in a collaborative situation and having an idea that, you know, the, some of those parts uh, are greater, you know what I mean? Um, Being able to sacrifice yourself a little bit in terms of uh, kind of chasing a a, kind of a larger common goal. That's been, I think that's really helped, helped a lot, you know? Um, And again, I think we're just lucky and and a measure as well too. Like we've just been like, we're lucky that the guys in the band, we all like each other and we get along, you know, we like playing music together and we like hanging out. Cause it's like, I played in other bands where that's not the case. And I have other friends in other bands where it's not the case. And it's just kind of like, you know, it's their job and they, they kind of have to do it to do it. But we're, we're really, uh, you know, we're really lucky that, that, that that's the case. Oh yeah. I mean, I've, I've played sports pretty much my entire life. So 
having that kind of team dynamic and chemistry can be tough. Uh, you definitely need to have people that like being around each other, first of all, because I've, I've been in yeah, yeah. situations where it's not always that. And it makes, makes, you know, being successful very hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a few of the guys in the band have had a good amount of experience playing sports and being involved in team, team endeavors, you know what I mean? So I think that kind of helps whenever, you know, um, you kind of know when to say stuff, when not to say stuff, when to give people space, when you need to kind of get in their face about stuff. But, uh, you know, like I said, you know, and you know, playing sports and being on teams, it's like, it's always a different dynamic. And when you get the right group of people together, it's like, you want to try to hold on to that. That's kind of, that's what we've been able to do. So we're, we're really fortunate with that. So where would you, how would you guys say, um, over the years, you guys probably maybe evolved the most musically? Um, Man, you know, um, it, it hasn't really stopped. I feel like it's been pretty, it's pretty consistent. I think we play less shows than we used to at one point in time. I think that's pretty common for most bands, Mm -hmm. but you know, honestly, we've kind of really been, we've, we kind of have come along in a really interesting time in music. You know, when we first started, we bands were selling a lot of records. There was still kind of a, a recording industry and a music business and, people were still buying records and CDs and physical product. And we've kind of gone through this whole trans transition of like going from that to iTunes where people were downloading and buying music to now where people are streaming music. Um, and people are kind of back to buying vinyl and, you know, within all that, like the live, the live business has changed. Um, you know, new things have come along like, like Patreon, which is a pretty cool, um, sort of platform. So we've been doing a lot more kind of direct, direct to to our supporters work, you know, it's, 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 um, it's always a new challenge, which is good. I think that's kept it interesting, you know, and, uh, we've been able to take those challenges and find ways to kind of incorporate music into that, which is the thing that we're, that we love to do and that we're passionate about, you know? Yeah. I mean, you you said a lot of things that I definitely want to touch on here in a little bit. Uh, one, one last question I wanted to ask about the band is like kind of how, you guys are two singer songwriters each. So kind of how was the creative process when it comes to actually making a song? Just like he take maybe one song or you take another song and you kind of just come together. <clears throat> There's been a little bit of, a little bit of all of that, you know, like sometimes we write everything together and other times Cordy will have an idea and bring it in and we'll finish it together. Um, and sometimes they're just his songs and the, you know, what we're doing collaborating on is how to make what he's written the best thing. And that, and that goes for the band too. You know what I mean? It's very, it's not really just he and I working things out in a room. It's uh, it's the band really kind of everyone bringing what they do to it and kind of contributing. Um, you know, again, like that's what makes it a band. It's certainly like, it's a pretty democratic operation, you know? Yeah. All right. That's cool. Uh, and I guess, you know, your genre, I guess you'd say Americana is just the general overall genre. How, how would you say it's kind of, how would you say the current state of it is now? And like, how would you say it's kind of evolved since when you first started getting into it? Well, I think for, I think both things, I mean, I think Americana when we first started, um, you know, I think we've always kind of considered ourselves a rock and roll band. And I think that's not really like represented as a genre so much anymore. So a lot of music of that ilk kind of gets swept into the Americana uh, under the umbrella, which is great. And in the time that we've been kind of participating in that world or, kind of allied with that world. I mean, the, you know, just, I think the profile of Americana has grown tremendously in the last 15 years, you know, just the, um, because again, like things get pushed smaller and smaller into little niches and, um, Americana has been a spot that's been just very open to welcoming a lot of different kinds of music too. You know what I mean? So it's like for, for, uh, 
everything from legacy artists, you know, like guys like John Mellencamp and Bruce Springsteen and, and John Fogarty to like, to, you know, younger blues artists and younger country artists. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's a big, it's a big top to be under. So, uh, yeah, it's a good place to be. Yeah. I think especially like the Americana and alternative and stuff, I think those genres are kind of ahead of the curve when it came to streaming because you guys mix so many different sounds and genres together already. And that's kind of where music is these days anyways, from hip hop to, you know, to pop, everything's a little bit of mix of everything these days. So I think Americana's, think perfectly primed for you know an audience these days yeah for sure and i think it's interesting because i think that's the way everyone's always listened to music you know what i mean like i all my friends everyone that i know that likes music they listen to all like you know because it's like you know on the from the marketing and business side it's always been about specific genres and like how to market to those music buyers but it's like i I mean i don't know maybe maybe probably same for you but like everyone i know listens to hip-hop they listen to rock they listen to country they listen to singer songwriter stuff i mean it, you know everyone listens to all different kinds of music that likes music you know yeah i guess that also brings to my point like kind of um hey you guys said you've made a transition over the years with patreon and to you know going directly to the uh, to your fans and your supporters i guess that's um how's that transition been for you guys and then like do you think that's that kind of independent from the ground up is, is kind of the, the movement these days for, for bands and musicians. Well, it's interesting. Like <clears throat> we're at a time of like the most freedom, artistic freedom. insofar so far as like, you know, there, there really aren't any gatekeepers anymore. You know, anyone can make a record, anyone can put a record out. Um, but then, you know, the, like the challenge and the thing we've been lucky enough to, to, to find as an audience, you know, yeah. Um, so in all the things you mentioned, I think what we've been interested in doing is it's like kind of two, it's two parts, right? It's like one part is you want to find a bigger audience, <clears throat> but you also want to nurture your, the, the people that really support you that are like really big fans of the, of the band, you know, that know about the band. So that's kind of where, that's where Patreon comes into play, you know, for people that want to have, I think kind of more an immersive, more of an immersive experience with artists, um, you know, have more access to what we're doing kind of get to lift the hood up and see kind of what happens behind the scenes. Like, you know, how we write songs and how we, how we figure out what we're doing, um, all that kind of stuff. It's cool that we're able to do it, you know? And I, and I think, um, I think, I do think the pandemic kind of put all that stuff into, into overdrive, you know what I mean? When we sort of found ourselves a couple of years ago, no ability to tour, which is really kind of the, you know, that's really where most bands make their money. Um, it was like, okay, well, what are we going to do? Well, we, we put a live streaming show together, you know, called the good time supper club. And, um, that really has kind of informed a lot of what we've been doing going forward. You know, everything from like the bit like Patreon was an outgrowth of, of us doing these live streams and kind of like finding there was a, a community of people that were coming every week to come watch the show. And they kind of started developing relationships with each other, you know what I mean? As well, which was really kind of, unexpected and cool and rewarding. Um, and then everything to like the most recent release we're putting out, which is a thing called remote transmissions. Volume one was like, that was all due to our kind of like, I need to improvise and figure stuff out in the pandemic. You know, um, it's a record of collaborations that we were doing. We haven't ever, so we were doing a live stream show every week. It was like, okay, well maybe we can invite our friends to come on and do a segment where, you know, we collaborate on a song and, um, we talk to them and kind of see how they're doing, you know? So, it's just, it's weird, but in a way it's like, it's, it makes a lot of sense for our band because the band started 
like not with an idea. And it was like, we kind of hit the ground running and we kind of had to improvise and figure things out. And so again, you know, flash forward to 15 years, you know, later, it's like, we're kind of still doing the same stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely checked out your Patreon and website and everything. I think you guys are kind of nailing it in that direct to your fans, building a community kind of way. Cause you guys offer like a new song every month, I think. And then you also have your live streams, which we call it good time, good time supper club. Is that the name of it? Yeah. 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 You got it. And, um, I just think that was really cool. Um, I think more and more artists are kind of starting to do that and trying to get to that instead of going through the, like the labels and trying to have them do everything for them, just go directly to your, to your fans and actually nurture that. And I think it makes like a lot more personal connection. And I, I don't know if you have had people like come up to you at shows and be like, Hey, I was watching you guys on Patreon or I saw a live stream, you know, and, and now I'm a huge fan. Um, but I'm sure, I'm sure that that's happened or it's going to happen there shortly. Yeah, definitely. And honestly, <clears throat> what's been interesting is that, you know, we would always see people at mer- at the merch stand or whatever after show. You meet people, you get to talk to them for like a couple of minutes or whatever. But what was interesting is through all this live streaming and all this kind of virtual contact, we actually got to know people better in that realm. You know what I mean? So yeah. now when I see them at a show, it's like, hey, hey, Chris, hey, hey, Mike, you know, hey, Cheryl, it's, it's good to see you. You know what I mean? It's like, and we definitely, like you said, we definitely have a connection and there's been, we've actually like spent real time with each other now. It's not just like, Hey, thanks for coming to the show. You guys sounded great. Thanks. Nice to see you. We'll see you later. You know, like, uh, yeah, there's something more real there, which is very cool. I mean, that's awesome. And, um, I think you guys have always kind of been ahead of the curve, kind of that indie type of promotion and movement. Cause you guys do like a lot of live albums. You had, uh, you guys used to give out USBs after shows with like Mm -hmm. parts of the, um, from the actual show, like bootlegs and stuff. (laughs) which I was, I was super cool and kind of reminded me of what Grateful Dead and their fans used to do a lot for, for a lot of their, their tapings. Kind of whose idea was that? Or was that just something you guys have both always been wanting to do since you guys yeah. were jamming and stuff? Yeah, I think it's like, again, the other thing is that, you know, we're, we're all huge music fans and fans of lots of bands. So it was kind of like, you know, whenever we're thinking about what we're going to do, part of that's also like, hey, if, you know, if you were a fan of a, of, a, of a band, like what would you want to get? What would you want to, what, what, what would you want that you don't normally get? Like besides a band making a record and making the record available, like for you to buy, what else would you want to, Yeah. like what would, what would you love to have access to? And it's like, Oh yeah, I would love to be able to hear their live shows. I would love to be able to, you know, um, you know, see a live stream of them and playing in the studio. You know what I mean? Um, all different kinds of stuff like that, you know, it's like we've, you know, and that's, again, like that's been an outgrowth of kind of our curiosity in terms of like what we like to do and what we kind of feel like would be cool for people to, to receive, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's funny cause I don't really sit around and think about it that much, but you're kind of right. It's like, we've all, there's always just been these little, it's kind of like next little thing we wanted to explore and, and uh, try out and again, like having an audience that's curious and willing to take those adventures with you. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what makes it work, you know? Yeah. I think you guys definitely kind of nailed that. And I feel like that for sure nurtured a strong, you know, following because that's like I said, that's how grateful Dead kind of built theirs up and just having that extra personal and unique touch to, feeling like you're a part of something, you know? And I think that you guys really know that. And if I talk, we talked to a lot of artists and stuff, independent ones, and they always, they kind of pick our brains about things and you guys would be somebody I would for sure point to them like they're doing it, you know, the right way. So props for that. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. 
And I guess, um, you know, we kind of talked about the pandemic and COVID and everything that that would be my next question is how had that guys affected you so much? You kind of touched on a little bit already moving online and everything, but how, how, how was that? What was the biggest impact other than not being able to play live? Well, I mean, so much, you know, and everybody was dealing with the same thing. That was, it was interesting, but everybody kind of responded to it in different ways. I think for us, like in seeing some initial forays into the kind of like people doing live streams and, and wanting to connect with their, their audience. We, I think the thing that we were interested in was how we could present it in, in a, like the highest quality uh, format as possible. So we all got some really good cameras kind of set up. Like we were all working from home in our studios, you know what I mean? So it was kind of like, it's kind of the way we make music. You know, it's like if somebody wants to listen to a record and have that full like vinyl experience, they can do it. If they're just streaming on their phone, they can do it, you know? So like same thing with the live streaming show, we wanted to make like a really high quality thing for someone that wanted to hook up to their home stereo or like watch the show in headphones and be like, Oh, this is like, it's like they're making a record, but we're live streaming it. You know what I mean? So that was really important to us. Um, And I think again, like for us, it was just being able to connect with each other initially, you know what I mean? And then like when people started showing up every week to watch the show um, and really kind of tuning into it, that was, it was great. I mean, that was our intent, but it was, you just, we just didn't know, you know what I mean? We were just trying to do what do like do something we thought was fun and cool. And we were trying all kinds of different stuff. I mean, we had like in the early shows, we were like reading Shakespeare and, you know, doing all kinds of crazy shit. We had like, uh, um, you know, we always had like our bass player would come and make a cocktail in the middle of the show. Our, our drummer, who's a huge vinyl guy would like pick a, a record every week to, to talk about, yeah. keyboard player is a huge Grateful Dead fan. He would do like a Grateful Dead minute, talk about a show, you know, pick a show every week. So it was just like, just stuff that we would do when we're hanging out, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. wanting to present that, you know, and kind of like, so it's like, you know, playing shows has always been a big part of it. So it was like, okay, well, how can we play a show when we're not in person? Like, what can we, how can we present stuff in an interesting way um, to people? And I think the, the takeaway that I found is that like, um, I do think there's going to be a, uh, a part of this that's a part of like, you know, live streaming, um, connecting with fans, Patreon. These are, these are kind of outgrowths that were like really fueled quickly by the pandemic. And I do feel like it's going to be a, a part of everyone's operation going forward. You know what I mean? Um, it just, I think people, it really resonated with a lot of people, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's something that like we're continuing to kind of explore and, and work on as we go forward. I mean, you kind of nailed like something I've been thinking about is like working musicians, you know, typically having to work constantly and be on the road constantly. It's like play in front of people and be on shows. But with the technology catching up and like live stream getting so much better, I feel like that's kind of kind of shifted a little bit towards where you maybe don't have to tour as much or as constantly, but you can still kind of connect with your fans and like other people through the live stream, which is what you would normally do as a working musician. Yeah, definitely. That would be nice. Always, you know, being home is good. Um, I think like, you know, some bands like fish have been doing, they call it like a couch tour and they've been doing, they're like the best. They've been doing like multi-camera, super high def killer sound quality shows for years and years. And it's the thing you start to realize it's like at some point, most bands are probably going to have a little, like a pretty good video rig and a pretty good audio rig. And they're going to probably start live streaming in their shows, you know, for like their fans that can't be in that town. It's like, the next best thing. And like a lot of our fans told us is like, Hey, we couldn't come see you guys live, but like we could sit in the living room on Tuesday night and watch a show. You know what I mean? Which is pretty awesome. It's uh, pretty, pretty cool. 
And another thing that came out of the pandemic was, like you said, remote transmissions, volume one. So yep. you find that there's going to be a volume two, volume three, or? Maybe. I think we kind of did, we did that. I mean, we did like 50 of them. You know what I mean? So it was like, it was really hard to pick 10, which was like all we could fit on a record, which was kind of like when we were, you know, that was like our criteria. It's like, we always, we want to put a record out. So, um, you know, so, I mean, yeah, there probably will be additional volumes. Um, we, we, I think we just kind of plan on that just in case we wanted to keep, uh, we wanted to keep doing more of these, but there's so much, like, there's so much material that, yeah, I, I would, I'd be hard pressed to think that there won't be additional ones in the future. Okay. And like you guys said, this was a collaboration record. You had to work with a lot of people like Margot Price, Butch Walker. Um, yeah. You also did a cover of Papa Rose and Rolling Stone with Ray Wiley Hubbard, which is, yeah. Well, that's kind of full circle for you guys because he produced your first album, right? He did. Yeah. So it was cool. And I, you know, Ray's always been like a good, a really good friend and a, a big supporter of the band, you know, like whenever you're getting started and someone who you look up to who's had a great career is like, Hey, what you guys are doing is really cool. And I want to help you like get, I want to help you find an audience and get to more people. It's just like, you're kind of like, it's like, Whoa, really? That's, that's cool. So that's kind of how our relationship began. And, you know, like over the years we've done shows together and collaborated and we actually did a, we did a collaboration on Ray has a new record coming out too, which is a similar thing of collaborations. And we, we uh, did a track on his record too. So it's, it was cool to be able to cross pollinate that stuff. That's awesome. Um, Do you guys have more covers on this, on this uh, project coming out here or is that the only one? The remote transmission thing is all covers. Um, So that's going to be coming out, I think in a couple of weeks, the end of February. Um, And then we've got another record almost done that we're going to start mixing here in the next few weeks. And then we have another project <laughs> that, uh, that's going. So we always have a few things going at a time, you know, cause it's always like, you know, it's always, once you finish something, it's probably like nine months or whatever before it comes out. So we kind of want, we try to have a few things rolling. So we, uh, you know, we don't get bored <laughs> with ourselves. Oh yeah. That's one thing I've noticed. I was like, you guys are, constantly putting out something, some type of content. I was like a song every month. That's, I mean, that's a lot, but you guys definitely stay on it as a group and as a band. And I was like, I can see why you guys are still here, you know? Yeah. Thanks man. Yeah. It's a, and again, like when everything to do with music, that's what we love to do. You know what I mean? So it's like, we're, that kind of always leads. That's the, that's the horse is leading the cart and the horse in this case being the music, you know? Um, and then we just kind of have to figure out ways how to get that music out to people. So, yeah. um, I mean, like I said, it's even easier these days to just get it directly to your fans. That's it's even cool. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I believe you guys are on a, a tour right now. We're about to kick off a tour. We are. I'm actually at home in Asheville, North Carolina right now. Actually in a parking lot. I wasn't sure if this was a phone or, or a video interview, but it is a video. So <laughs> I had to pull over so we could do this. But um, yeah, I fly out tomorrow. We start in LA tomorrow and, uh, make our way up the coast. We'll be in the, the Bay area this weekend and um, up through Seattle and down through the Rockies uh, into the end of February. So it should be cool. It's been actually probably the first, I mean, it's the first tour we've done in a few years, you know what I mean? With the pandemic and everything kind of coming down. So it's uh, we're looking forward to it. You know, it should be fun. Oh yeah. Okay. So that was my question. I was like, I wasn't sure if you were already in LA or whatnot because you know, you had the Super Bowl and everything that just happened. So like, it's probably crazy right now. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I'm kind of glad I missed that. Um, I'm sure that everybody that lives there is glad that, that like that all the additional folks are leaving yeah, town too. But, um, 
<laughs> for sure. Um, so yeah, I fly in tomorrow morning. We start, we, you know, our first show is tomorrow night at the Troubadour. So it's, uh, like always we hit the ground running. Okay. Um, so when you guys, I guess, on your tour, when you guys do your set listing, how kind of, can you kind of give us a little creative process? How you guys come up with the set list for a specific night or a specific tour or whatnot? Sure. Well, we try to mix it up every night for sure. There's in the, uh, within that, there's like a handful of songs that we've found that if we don't play them, that it's kind of more of a, people are more upset than, uh, than if we do. So that's, that makes it, and that's cool. Like, yeah, Hurricane is definitely one of them. But that's like, there's some songs that people want to hear. So it's like, well, yeah, we're going to, we have to play these songs. Yeah. I mean, like at some point we were doing like, the rule was like, we can't repeat a song from night to night. So like, you know, now it's like, okay, there's like five or six songs that we know we have to play every night and everything else. We kind of rotate stuff in. And this tour is different because we're doing a tour with Nikki Bloom who's a really good friend of ours. You know what I mean? So like, um, we did some rehearsals a couple of weeks ago and started kind of putting the, the skeleton of the set list together, you know what I mean? Which is going to be a mix of her songs, our songs, some cover songs, some of the remote transmission stuff and just some other cover songs that we play together. Um, you know, she's going to be singing on our stuff. We're going to be her band. So it's going to be a really cool, very different show. So um, it's going to be interesting. I think like some of the same things will be in place. You know, there's songs of hers that she's going to want to do every night. We have songs that we need to do every night. And then other than that, it's like, we will be kind of like, changing stuff based on ge- geography. If we're in San Francisco, maybe we'll play a Grateful Dead song. You know what I mean? Um, we're in LA, maybe, we're, we'll, maybe we'll do a bird song or something. So it's just, um, we, ca- we kind of try to have fun with that stuff and drop little little hints in for people that they kind of like get off on that kind of stuff too, you know? Yeah, that's cool. And, um, you know, being on tour, you guys get to play in a lot of like historic venues and historic places. Has there been like a favorite venue of you that you've played in so far? There's been so many, man, you know, like one that always comes to mind is the Paradiso in Amsterdam. Um, that's an amazing old church that has become a venue and, uh, incredible crowds there. Um, we've had some great gigs in San Francisco, um, hardly strictly bluegrass festival a couple of times. That's, that's been one of, a, one of my favorites. Um, so yeah, you know, but like, I think the, the thing is always like where the goal is to kind of find the right, the right room on the right night with the right audience, you know what I mean? And that's where like, that's when magical things can happen. You just don't know when that's going to happen. Yeah. Awesome. So you have the tour coming up, you have uh, remote transmissions coming out February 25th. And then you also, you have just tons and tons more content. content. Stuff, more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess where can everybody kind of follow you guys to, to, you know, keep up with everything. If you guys, you want to plug any of your socials or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, anything Band of Heathens, I think Instagram is that Band of Heathens. Twitter is that Band of Heathens. Facebook is the Band of Heathens. Um, and then bandofheathens.com is the central nervous system for all online activities. You know, you can find out uh, more information about our Patreon if you were interested in supporting the band further and kind of getting access to some behind the scenes stuff. Um, I would encourage you to do that. That's uh that's been one of the, uh, one of the newer things we've been involved with. It's been a lot of fun and we're kind of getting a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of interaction with our fans and a lot of give and take there, which has been really, really cool and rewarding. Yeah. I would definitely suggest for our listeners though and viewers to go check out their Patreon. It's, it's really dope. And you guys have a lot of, a lot of great stuff coming out and worth the money and worth everything getting out there. Cause not all Patreons are very well set up, but you guys, you guys, are, uh, you guys <laughs> thanks man. Yeah. We awesome. wanted to over deliver. I definitely think like 
yeah, I wanted to, wanted to try to make sure people were like, felt like it was worth it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You definitely, you got a good list going on. And, um, other than that, um, thank you guys for talking to us. First of all, I do love the name. I forgot to say that. I love the name Band the Heathens. I think that's a fantastic. (laughs) Thanks man. It stuck. uh, It was also, it was speaking of accidents, it was also an accident, but it stuck and we're, it was a good, it was a beautiful accident. We're happy, we're happy, but that we got stuck with the name. Oh yeah. It was, um, it was like a misspelling, right? Or something like that. Yeah. Well, it wasn't really a misspelling. It was kind of like, um, we, we think it was down to a couple of people that maybe like made some poster art for some shows and it was calling us the heathens. And then like, literally that was it. That was kind of the moment where it, like it went from being this kind of good, the, uh, the kind of hang to, it being a band and people, everyone just started calling us the heathens. It's like, all right, well, we're the heathens. Yeah, cool. This is it. <laughs> with that. You know, that's funny how that works, but here you are 17 years later. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> all right, Matt. Thank you guys for talking to us. Um, definitely go check out all their socials, check out their upcoming project, remote transmissions while you want. And if you are anywhere in California the next week or so, definitely go check them out on their tour. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining us. Thanks, man. Good talking to you. Talking to you. Cheers.